Hello everybody, it's Michelle here. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast where we uh, encourage people to think, to think about their thinking and to examine their thinking and determine how do I actually want to think, okay? Um, so again, just thank you for setting aside time to listen. Um, I hear from, from many people all the time um, some of you, you set aside time to, to be at home to listen uh, and to take notes. And, and many of you, I know that you're listening at the gym or you're listening, riding your bike or working in the garden. And then a good majority of you are listening as you're driving. So I salute you wherever you are. And I thank you so much for setting aside what is your most precious commodity of time. I do not take that for granted. So I, um, just so you know, when I'm doing these podcasts, somebody asked me the other day, you know, what's your process for podcasting? And I was like, you know what? I think the most important thing is that when I'm sitting down to do, do this episode, I am literally imagining you sitting across from me and us having a really amazing conversation. All right. So I, I just really enjoy spending time with you. All right, so we are in a series where we are talking about becoming people of greater influence. So we talked a little bit about integrity last time. Um, we are talking about how to be an influencer. So there are 10 letters in that, and we're going to turn that into an acronym. So last time was integrity, and this time is nurturing. So people of influence nurture other people. So I'm, I'm going to share with you several quotes because as I was looking up and studying this idea of nurturing, uh, man, there's a ton of quotes out there about how to nurture other people. And I want to maybe clear up a few things about what nurturing means, especially for folks who are in um, leadership positions or you're in the business world where this idea of nurturing is like, uh, I don't know about that, Michelle, right? Um, it's a little touchy-feely kind of soft skills area. So I'm going to share with you three tips, okay? Now, again, there's a million of them, but I'm only going to keep them down to these three and I'm going to keep it quite short today, okay? So first of all, you need to know um, there's a quote, let's see, by John Knox, and he says, you cannot antagonize and influence at the same time. You cannot antagonize and influence at the same time. I love that. Uh, I, I got to say that when I first heard that quote many, many years ago, um, I was just getting to the point in my journey as a mom where my children were kind of getting to the point where they were, you know, doing things on their own. They were going to preschool, doing chores, things like that. And I asked myself all the time, am I antagonizing or influencing? And I kind of switched my methods of being a mom based on this quote. And now it's quite funny because, you know, Anybody who has children, you understand this at some point that your journey as a mom and your maybe spouse or significant other, their journey as a parent is very different, right? You're all on a different journey. Even though you live in the same house and you're parenting the same kids, you're not in the same place on your parenting journey. 
So one thing that I, I have to be very careful about is that my husband hasn't quite figured this one out. And so he will often antagonize the kids, not being really aware that he's doing it. And I think, oh, that's kind of a waste of time because <laughs> I know it's not going to go anywhere, right? Now, there are times when he is very open to me sharing that. And I usually do, you know, remove from the situation. I say, can I share what I observed, you know, and we talk through it. Um, but I love that. You can't antagonize and influence at the same time. So you can't have fear and love at the same time. Actually, I'm getting ready to do a teaching on Monday talking about the physiology of fear. So what happens when fear shows up in the brain and the body? And it's very interesting that many research studies have shown that the, the emotion of fear and the emotion of love come from two different places in the brain. So you literally cannot feel fear and love at the same time. So you cannot be antagonized and influenced at the same time. So if you think of antagonism as uh, resistance, it's going to keep you from your goal. And influence is like a spurring on and encouraging of actually getting to your goal. So do you want the problem or do you want the solution? All right, Liz Giblin said that you can't make the other fellow feel important in your presence if you secretly feel that he is a nobody. Ooh, that one, I gotta say, um, it still gets me. It, it makes me think all the time. Uh, I constantly go to different events and things, and I, I do what John Maxwell talks about. He says the, it's the number 10 principle. It's where you imagine that every single person in your presence has a number 10 above their head. Like they're, they're a top person, right? And you also remind yourself that every single person is living a different journey than you, and they know more about something than you do. And so, you know, it can be very easy to appreciate the people that are in our life on a regular basis, right? And then what do you do with the person who seems to be maybe at a lower level in some, in some area of life? You know, how do you treat them? Because they feel it. Okay, you give off a vibe. Okay, so think about the people on your team. How do you think about them? Because how you think about them, what you believe about that person affects how you are handling them. Uh, for example, I'm not going to go into a, a, um, a real long story of it, but we did a, a podcast somewhere in May of 2019. You can look back in there. I went to Paraguay and I was talking about a teacher and, and attitude. Um, and I shared the story about a teacher who actually out loud said that her, her students were, were too dumb to understand what we were talking about. And I, I just did a brief teaching about how, you know, the only difference between her and many of the teachers I've worked with in the past is that, and honestly, I was too, is that we didn't say it out loud. We might think it, we might talk about it in the, in the teacher's lounge, we might even go and talk about it in the coffee shop. But you didn't say it out loud and you thought, okay, that's fine. I, it doesn't matter if I think it because, you know, I'm not, I'm not acting upon it. However, all behavior comes from a belief. 
So if you, you are thinking about that, that student in a, a negative way, I guarantee you, you are not influencing them. Okay. And John Maxwell says that people are influenced most by those who make them feel the best about themselves. Do you make people feel good about themselves? Okay. Now there are three quick tips that I'd like to share with you. Um, these are areas that you want to give to others. So it does not matter who the other is in what area of your life. Okay. So the first one is love. So let me clarify this. Um, we're talking about connection. Okay. So, so not a romantic kind of a love, not even a best friend kind of a love. So let's say you're in the workplace, right? But we're talking about a connection, a future together, right? Success together. So let me put it in, you know, more um, easy to understand terms. This is a quote by Vince Lombardi. Okay, so very successful football coach. He says, if you're going to play together as a team, you've got to care for one another. You've got to love each other. Each player has to be thinking about the next guy. Okay, if you're going to be successful in your team, whether it be in your home, in your community, in your place of worship, or in your, your job, you've got to be thinking about the next guy. Okay, you've got to be thinking about them and how does all of this play into our success together. That is love. Okay, you also give to people in the area of respect. Okay, so you want to show them that you respect their feelings. You respect their preferences. You respect their opinions, their values, their beliefs. So your, your feelings, values, beliefs, and needs actually make up your identity, who you are. Okay. Now they're developed through all kinds of ways and that's a whole nother teaching. Okay. Um, but the person sitting across from you, when you show them respect for the feelings that they're feeling, even if you don't understand them, like, why is this an issue? Right. But you show them some respect as they're having those feelings you are also showing them love and you're nurturing them. Okay. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat with a coaching client and they've been in this place of great fear and I'm looking at it going, okay, you're just choosing a color for your logo <laughs> or you're just, you know, renewing a contract with your web guy that you've had for 10 years. Right. Or you're just blank, blank, blank. Okay. So in my mind, seeing the situation, I'm like, okay, that's not a big deal. But for them, for whatever reason it is. So in order to nurture them, what I would do is just sit with them and acknowledge, I get it. That, that sounds really hard. <laughs> Seems to me like you're really overwhelmed by this decision. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then the third area is a crucial, crucial in the, any leadership role is to give to others a sense of security. Okay, a sense of security. Um, Virginia R. Castle said this, when people are made to feel secure and important and appreciated, it will no longer be necessary for them to whittle down others in order to seem bigger in comparison. I love that. I'm going to repeat that again. When people are made to feel secure, important, and appreciated, 
it will no longer be necessary for them to whittle down others in order to seem bigger in comparison. You know, the one thing that I know as I'm working with teams and helping them to um, increase team performance. So this could be, um, uh, it's all, all kinds of examples. I don't need to go into it, but helping teams be better. If there is a sense of security, if there is um, a, a respect, a love, right? So these things that we've talked about, if there's a nurturing, empowering environment, the team functions at a high level. Any team, and I've worked with, I don't know, at least dozens of teams at this point. When I come in and somebody says, hey, we have some significant issues we need your help on. Honestly, I come in and I try to assess where is the level of security? Where has it fallen? Somebody on this team, and more likely more than one, is not feeling secure. Okay, they feel like there's, there's misplaced trust. Um, they don't feel cared for, and they don't feel like they're getting the help that they need. Okay, so if you are trying to have your team perform at the highest level, start here. Okay, there's three questions that your people are asking of you. Can I trust you? Do you care about me? And can you help me? You need to have evidence that you have answered that question for each person on your team. When you have evidence of that, you will have a high sense of security and you will have a high performing team. Okay. All right. And that, my friends, is how you nurture, whether at the home, in the community or in your workplace. So I would highly encourage you to to pick one of those ideas that we shared and uh, make a one or two step kind of improvement plan and say, okay, what am I going to do because of what I know now? All right. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.